The following was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. Pastor Jesse Giglio is speaking. My voice is a little off. <clears throat> Big Midwest third year anniversary party yesterday, which I think is why we're a little light today. I saw a bunch of people there last night that are not here now. So, but good job, those of you who made it. <clears throat> um, yeah, if you don't know, Midwest is uh, dear, some of our dear family friends, and it just sort of parallels my journey a little bit from from transition. So I kind of wrapped up one season of life right when that place was opening up and we've sort of uh, jumped in, but uh, good times. But yeah, it was long and loud and uh, I'm a little hoarse. So um, I've been, you know, I, I mentioned last week when Sarah was preaching. <clears throat> Thank you, Sarah, again, wherever you are. Um, you know, my parents are just going through something in this season. And I know a lot of you can identify with that. And if you haven't been there yet, it's something that's kind of in the future. And in all of our lives, we have these things come up. And so since about mid-September, you know, one or both my parents has been in like critical condition. And they're 60, 60 by that 64, so uh, they're young. Um, and my mom, uh, more recently, while I was out there a week or so ago, just really not doing very well at all. I mean, this is, um, you know, their doctors one, one hand are like this, you know, maybe maybe a year. Which is which is hard to hear, um, and it's and it's not one of those things that you just can just fix. Like I, you want to fix that, and if you walk through these sort of situations, like what do we do? How do we get? Does it, does it, do we need money? Like, will money help? You know, do we need uh, to go to a different place? Like, what do we? Is it a you know? Is it a transplant? What do we have to do here? And there's just not a lot right now that that is on the table for that now. God can do what He wants, and there could be something that happens, and, and there's a change, and this you know, all of a sudden we get to another 10 years out of it. But in this moment, it's hard. And I, I think for the first time, uh, even my, since my dad's accident, when I was out there, I was driving with my uh, my dad. And, and he's still not great, but he's he's still in a feeding tube. And it's it's not great, but he's getting better. And my mom's, you know, been in the hospital now for a month and, and just kind of on the decline. I was driving with my dad. I was just thinking, I, it was like the first time I sort of had this moment of like, what the heck, God? what the heck? Like, why is this happening to my parents? Like, my parents are, they're good people. You know, they, they, they're in ministry. They, they care for the church. They, you know, pay their taxes some years. I, it's sort of like, it's, I said, what's going on? You know, and I, and I sort of hadn't gone there probably for whatever reason. And maybe I've just been busy or just didn't want to engage that question with, with God. But I sort of found myself like, what, what's the deal? Like, where, where did this come from? Why is this happening now? Why aren't you doing something about it? And if you've been through those things, you, you know, and, and it's a little bit, sometimes you feel a little bit like awkward about approaching those, those things in your heart, like, oh, God's in control, God's good. All, all this stuff I know, but in that moment, and even now, I'm like, I'm, I'm struggling with it a little bit, trying to find something good out of it, because it just feels really sad and depressing, and I'm, life is unbelievably good here for us, and I'm grateful for that because I don't think two things can be going terrible at the same time. But out there, it's hard. My brothers are, 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 are suffering through it, and they're doing a great job caring for my parents, but it's, it's really hard. And I, just, it, I was just sort of grieved over this, this situation that's happening now and, and having this sort of dialogue with my father in heaven, like sitting next to my kind of broken dad here. And God's just been speaking to me this past week or, or so, just through some scripture and, and just sort of where I'm at. So I'm just going to share sort of a process with you guys today. Um, hopefully it's helpful. Maybe you're in a place now that it'll be helpful. Maybe it'll be in the future. 
Uh, maybe you can help care for somebody else. But one of the verses that sort of kept coming to mind is in Psalm 34, and it just says God draws near to the brokenhearted. And we love that idea of God drawing near uh, to the brokenhearted, but, but what that implies is there's a broken heart. Like there's something that hurts involved in that conversation, in that picture that the psalmist is painting. God is, is close to you. He doesn't say he fixes it right away, He's, but he recognizes there's a sort of broken heart. There's something sad. There's something hurt. Uh, that, that can be some form of depression, anxiety, whatever that thing is that sort of makes you, just is pulling you down. See, God, God draws near to that place. God draws near to that place. Uh, Matthew, Matthew 5, Sermon on the Mount, of course, blessed are those who mourn. Like, but, but, it's, but you have to be mourning. There's, there's, a, there's a sadness. There's a, there's a hurt involved in those places. And sometimes in sort of our, our faith, depending on where you're at or where you've been, it's just hard to engage those actual feelings. Because you feel like, oh, I, should, I, should, I have so much and God's good. Like, how do we approach those with sort of in a healthy place? Not a sort of accusatory toward God place or, or a, a real negative dark place, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm mourning, I'm grieving, I'm hurt. It's all, it's all through the text of the Bible. There's all these instances where we see this stuff. Look at uh, Psalm, Psalm 13 says, says this, um, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face to me? Psalm, thir- this Psalm 13, David's writing. And he's sort of pouring out like, God, like, you're not here. Where are you? When are you going to show up again? In a very honest position. So, you, so you, like, you're just gone now, God? You're not going to be part of my life? Because that's how he felt in that moment. That didn't mean God wasn't there, but it means that's how he felt. Jeremiah, this is a hard time for, for the people of Israel. They're they're facing uh, captivity and, and destruction, and they've walked away from God. And the prophet says, therefore, do not pray for this people or lift up a cry of prayer on their behalf, for I will not listen when they call me in a time of their trouble. This is like God saying to the people, like, you've already, you've done so much, I'm out. Like, that's not real reassuring when we think of God in those terms. But the, the prophet is painting this picture from God, like, hey, you're going to feel like I'm gone for a while because of your, your actions. Ezekiel 5 says, therefore, as they live, declares the Lord God, surely because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your detestable things, with all your abominations, therefore, I, w- I will withdraw. Again, a picture of God actually kind of moving away. And this has to do with issues of the people, right? This isn't just something bad that happened. They're, they're, they've moved away from God. because like, all right, I'm out. But it sort of validates this feeling that sometimes we just have this space. Like, I feel like God's gone. And God's like, oh, yeah, it feels like I'm gone because I am God. I'm like, what? You can't be gone. You can't withdraw. You can't, you can't move away. You're God. You're supposed to be right here all the time. But in our relationship with him, there, there, there feels like these, these can be these gaps. And feeling like God isn't there is a biblically verified reality. And I just want to put that on because I just feel I felt like that this week. Like it's okay to process that a little bit. Like, you know, I don't feel like God's around me. And then let's work through that. But the writer, and this, is, this was just a few, past, a few verses, but all throughout the text, God's gone. God's left us. And God would be like, yeah, I've left you. Like, that's a different message sometimes we talk about. But when we're grieving, when we're hurt, when there's brokenness, it can feel like that. And you know what? That's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. We don't want to stay there. But it's okay. It's okay to sort of identify with that and grab a hold of that. 
I was uh, in the airport on the way home uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I, I was just getting a salad at some little airport restaurant, and I had just eaten leftover Chinese food for like a week, so I just, even an airport salad seemed really good. So I got a salad, and I'm, and I'm, I'm hanging out, just kind of processing the week. And the servers are having kind of a conversation off the side. I, I, I could kind of hear them. I wasn't, I wasn't really listening. And, and I, but I was close enough, and I think they probably thought I could hear them. At one point, one of them turned over to me, look, looks over to me and says, wait, you're not a trucker, are you? And I'm like, not a trucker? I'm like, do I look like a trucker? Like, what are you, where are we going with this? Like, I don't, I have nothing against truckers. I don't feel like I exude trucker when I'm out. But... But I'm like, no, I'm I'm not a truck, I'm not a trucker. And the girl says, oh, that's okay. I don't, I like truckers. Just my dad was a trucker. I'm like, okay. And <laughs> she said, she said, no, I have nothing against truckers. It's just my dad was never there. And and this is like this, just sitting there, like at this airport, all, processing this stuff. And I and I kind of catch this moment from this this girl who was you know 20s. I don't know what their conversation was, but there's this sort of a hurt from her father who was never there. And I wonder if we, if we can get really honest with ourselves sometimes, if some of us have a little bit of that hurt, we feel like God wasn't there. And I don't know who would dare admit that because, oh my gosh, you're going to get struck by lightning. But if you're in your heart of hearts, deep down, like, man, I just feel like God wasn't there during that time. And often as we walk through our, our existence, we tend to find out once we get some distance from the situation that he was there or he does get us through. But in those moments, it sometimes feels like, I don't know what happened there. I don't know where he was. Like, I have nothing against God, but he wasn't there. And that's a, that, that's a wound as much as it is from our own, our own fathers. Now, God's perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. He's not broken. But our hearts are broken. And so sometimes it can feel like that. Like, where were you then, God? And some of us have these great stories like, oh, my gosh, well, it all worked out. But some of us like, I don't know if that actually ever worked out. I still don't get it. And those are hard sort of realities to hang out with. But the world we live in, and this is, is not perfect. It's not heaven. There's things here that are, that are challenging, right? There, there's sin and brokenness and frailty. And over those things we can mourn over. There's not a perfect system. God is with us. But we know through the scriptures, through Revelation, it's, it's going to be better at some point. Like he's going to be more with us. So there's still some sort of space in our own relationship with God that's not fully realized. There's a little bit of a kind of veil over that. At some point we'll see more clearly than we do today. And while we believe in, in sort of the sovereignty of God, we can, we can mourn the fallen world. Sometimes when you go through these things, and I, I say this, and we say this, and these aren't bad things, you share something, like someone's like, oh, don't worry, God's got this. God's got this, which is great. God's got this. That's, that's fantastic. I'm sure he does. But I'm worried about, like, do I have this? Do I got this? Because I don't feel like I do. Don't worry, God's good. God's in control. Like, I'm not worried about God being in control. I'm worried about my own life. I feel like I don't have control. I don't feel good. And sometimes that's all we can say when we, say, we sort of process, oh, God's, you know, God's up here. And sometimes that's not helpful. And I'm great. You know, if you said that to me, please continue saying it to me. I, I, sometimes I need that in, in affirmation, that encouragement. But I was talking to someone this week that I work with who's, 
not a person of faith, and I, you know, he asked how the trip was, and I shared a little bit about my mom, and he just said, that sucks, man. I'm really sorry. And, like, that almost meant more to me than some of the other stuff I've gotten about God being in control in that moment where I was. And it's just worth a reminder for us as we interact or what we're kind of looking for with people, how we love on people. Again, like, oh, God's got this. I'm not worried about God. I know he's got it. God's not the problem here. I feel like I'm losing it. Uh, first, uh, where are we at here? Second Peter uh, is a letter written by Peter, and uh, one of two letters, and there are probably other letters, but the two we have. And he's writing to these exiles who are, are caught in a really difficult time of church history where the empire is starting to push back more and more. I mean, this is the Colosseum time. This is persecution time. And the church is kind of scattered all over these different places. And, and, and Jerusalem is about to collapse. And it's a, just a very difficult time for the early, early church. And Peter's writing to them in, in, in uh, chapter 5 of of um, 1 Peter, says this, to the elders among you, this is NIV, I appeal to a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. He was encouraging those who are leading the church and caring for other people in a difficult time. But then he says this, in the same way, you are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. So this is kind of everybody else. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And they have anxiety at this time. The, the, the walls are like closing in around them. They're watching really awful things happen to people they know and care about. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. So Peter is, is trying to encourage a, a group of people on the, on the brink of all kinds of horror to cast, to cast your anxiety on, on God because he cares for you. But he says you will go through suffering. He doesn't say cast your anxiety on God because don't worry, nothing bad's going to happen. He says, listen, it's going to happen. This is coming. Which is not really encouraging news. Anyone want to hear that preached? Suffering's coming, friends. Yay. And this, this is a very specific context, but it translates to today. Cast your anxiety on God, not because he's going to take care of everything, but because he cares for you. And you just have to trust that. And you will suffer for a little while, but then he will restore you. He will take you through it. 
And it's hard to think this, but God doesn't expect us to be happy all the time. I wish he did. Sometimes when we're not happy, we feel like, oh, man, like, what are you doing up there, buddy? Not happy. Like, he doesn't expect us to be happy all the time. Ecclesiastes 3, right? There's, there's a time for everything, every season. Laugh, mourn, dance, cry. It's part of our sort of, our story here on earth. Grief, mourning, it's, it's part, of, part of who we are. And one of the great overarching stories of the Bible is restoration. But for something to be restored, it must be what? It must be broken. It must be broken. And I hate, to, I hate that reality. I kind of want to keep it together and just maybe get shined a little bit on the sides. I don't know if I want to be broken. And I've been broken before in my life, and I felt like, man, I don't want to do that again. Can we be done with that part? I don't think he's done. There's still parts of my heart and my being and my soul and my mind that God's like, yeah, I got to break some things down, but I'm going to put it back together better. And some of us are in that right now, and I don't have a great answer for you. It's just happening. Other than he cares for you, he does care for you. Even if you don't understand it, he cares for you. And he has a plan of, 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 of restoration, of making you stronger, making you more beautiful, making you firm and steadfast. And for some of us, we need that. We need to come to grips almost with that moment of what's happening. Like, this is happening. I, I can't ignore it. I can't pretend it doesn't hurt. I can't just wish it away. Like, it's going down. But my prayer for you, I'm going to have, have Noah and the guys come up. We'll, we'll close out in a minute. My prayer, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I, 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 give, I, I pray you to give permission to have some honesty with that place. And sometimes we can say, oh, don't question God. Like, don't accuse God. But it's okay to have a dialogue with God of what's happening. God, what are you trying to teach me through this? What should I be doing? What's happening? It doesn't throw him off. Trust me. He's fine. He's been dealing at people yelling at him since the beginning of time. He's, he's fine. He's very secure in himself, God. But when I, in the quiet of my heart, felt a little bit like, Oh, should I be saying this? I feel like I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? I'm your dad. Like, let's talk. Let's talk. And if you need to be angry, be angry. You need to vent, vent. If you just need to grieve and mourn and feel like, God, where did you go? Man, let that out. Don't stay in those places. But realize what you're going through. My prayer is that, as in, in Peter 5.10 says, restored, strong, firm, steadfast. That is a bet. That's on the other side of what you're going through. So, God, I pray, for, uh, I pray for my own heart, Lord, that you continue to do work on me. Uh, I pray for those in this community, Lord, who are hurting. And, Lord, there are people here who are fine, and we praise you for that season. If you're in a good place, awesome. I pray you stay in that good place because maybe you could help some other people out. But if you're suffering right now, man, I pray that God would just speak to your heart that he cares for you. Speak, Lord, speak to those hearts that need to hear that you care for them, that you love them, that you are a good father. So Holy Spirit, I just pray you do ministry right now as we, as we close out. In your name, amen. You have been listening to Pastor Jesse Giglio, recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. 
For more information about New Church, go to N-E-U-E-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Again, that web address is N-E-U-E-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you and yours.